Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is your place to get practical guidance for not only navigating, but thriving with the cosmic tides. My name is Amanda Poole Walsh. I'm the founder of Astrology Hub, and I am so thrilled to be here with all of you and also with your favorite astrological weather woman, predictive astrologer Anne Ortley. And we're here and so, so happy to be here with all of you. Um, and why don't we just go ahead and dive in today? Can we do that? It's, yeah, we can. It's it's a big week uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, happy anniversary, Amanda. Anniversary. This, this is our full moon of when we started this weekly weather podcast. Wow. Happy anniversary. I know. The new moon was March 24th, 2020. And that's when you said, Anne, what's going on with this COVID? And I said, Amanda gonna be around for a while why don't we do a weekly and you went okay and i had just gotten you know we were doing a weekly here in new york and it just closed down you know because new york shut down so this is our full moon amazing happy, happy anniversary happy anniversary oh, no, today, later today wow i'm i'm reminded of the day when we jumped over our um our brooms that was that was our... that was when we signed a contract but yeah this, yes. this is the when we get okay let's go do this yes wow amazing mm -hmm. amazing well happy anniversary Anne. happy anniversary yeah <laughs> yeah and it you know the new moon back then you know when people ask about this this is that two and a half year cycle and we purely get, periodically get questions so what happens when we have a new moon we know we have quarter full closing quarter new moon right that's the 30 day cycle but there's also a longer cycle which is over two and a half years, which is tied to the human gestation period, mm. right? So back on March uh, 4th, the moon was at four Aries, which I know is a big point in your chart. It's a big part point of, opposite, opposite my Mercury um, and in my squaring my Mars and squaring my nodes, right? So, I mean, you you called and I went like, yeah, let's go do it because mm. I get asked and you, you initiate because you're a Western. Mm. And then we had the opening square nine months later when it was still the Pisces moon, but it was Sagittarius. That was Christmas. And that's when we talked about, should we keep going next year? Right. And then we just had the full moon today. We're having it today. So we're leading up to the full moon. And this one's at 28 Virgo Pisces. So we're making a little bit of adjustment in our process and how we do things and talking and figuring out things. And then the closing square will be when the moon's in Pisces next Gemini time in May uh, next year when it's wow. the closing square. So this is that longer. And if you count, it's nine and a half, you know, it's, if you count, it's like how long you're pregnant for. That's so it's the, it's the turning point. So, but the moon in Virgo last degree Pisces Virgo 28, it's a very intense little moon. Hmm. And so if people are, you know, a lot of people have been reporting really feeling very overwhelmed and really seeing things they never saw before because of the full moon nature. But it's a Virgo moon and a moon in Pisces, so people can be feeling a little criticized because, you know, Virgo criticizes. That's what, the, I mean, I'm a Virgo. I can talk trash about us. That's what we do. But we're really doing it in service to something. We're trying to make it better. But the, but the Mercury in Libra right now is answering to Venus in Scorpio. So some of the things people may be hearing are a little hard or a little sharp or, they didn't really like it, but it's it's also asking us to go in and understand on a deeper level, what are we supposed to psychologically be working with? So happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. My, my owner of Astrology Hub and co-host, <laughs> bringing, bringing astrology to the world. So, yes. but yeah, um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a re-evaluation and a fine tuning. So the new moon, the full moon is today around 3.30. 
Okay. So yeah. people are going to be feeling this energy. And so for everybody else, there's something illuminating and that has been gestating since that same period in March of 2020, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's this seeing things in new ways, things being illuminated, the, the need to make adjustments and fine tune and perhaps feeling criticized or hurt or- Because of the Virgo. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, okay, interesting. And so everyone's feeling that somewhere in some way in their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then last Sag, when the Sag moon happened, in this in the in December, that was the okay, you know, we're gonna do it this way, because the sun was in Sag and the moon was in Virgo. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's an energy of like, okay, how are we how are we doing? And now in the full moon, there's an opportunity. Remember, if you go out and look, it's beautiful out. I mean, you probably see it better than I do here in New York. But that moon when it rises, it's so big and juicy. And it is inviting us. It's a, it's a Pisces moon though very deep feeling and it makes us swell and it makes us emotional, but it's also Pisces. It marks the end of the Zodiac, right? Mm -hmm. Cause then we go into Aries and this, the, the conjunction that we had, the new moon we had in March was at four Aries. So, you know, the degrees happen like right near each other. So this one is very much about, okay, what's the adjustment that you need to make to those stories that began back in March of 2020 had their opportunity in December of 2020. And now on the ripening, we see, oh, okay, this is where I am. So that's a really profound moon. It goes void with an opposition because it's a full moon. It goes void on the opposition. This is also, you know, when I have this a lot, people leaving, you know, last week I had a few people pass. Um, you had some stuff in your life where we got to, oh, wow, that chapter is over. It's separating. It's turning into something new or it's taking a new form. Sometimes we can adjust it. Sometimes it goes. We don't have, we don't always have a choice on, you know, when it's a full moon, but we also see it clearly. So that's really the point is pulling in and seeing it clearly. Then the second piece is Vesta is going into Scorpio this week. And when she goes into Scorpio, we know when planets change, it's a little turbulent. She'd been in Libra. She's going to be in Scorpio through November 17th. So all the stuff you've been walking around your house going, you know, I should get rid of that. I should get rid of that. I should get rid of that. But you haven't done it yet. This is when she goes, okay, garbage can time. So everybody's going to be feeling this major need to house clean their house, their office, their home, their car, their body. Like I got to clean it out because Vesta's now in Scorpio, that very passionate, intense placement through November 17th. So we're going to watch you shift out of, you know, I should probably get rid of that too. I've got rid of it. I always like these because the Goodwill put a little, I'm near a Goodwill. They put a little sign up saying no donation, not accepting donations right now because of that. People kind of dump stuff on Vesta and Scorpio. The other thing we have is the ingress, the Libra ingress, which is going to take place at 3.20 p.m. Eastern time on the 22nd, Wednesday. Now, when that happens, that's when the sun goes across the equator. It's called the equinox. And the balance between the northern and the hemis southern hemispheres is even. So it's very cool. It's been, this one's during the day. Take an egg, stand it on its head, and it will stand on its head. And then once the sun gets a little past the equator, going into the south, going into the southern hemisphere, goes a little past the equator, the egg will like tip over and roll. 
Now I recommend not doing this on your counter because it'll roll on your floor. The first time I did it, I was like, oh wow, this is so cool. Standing on its head. And then, you know, it tipped over and rolled off onto the floor and it was a mess. So do it on the floor <laughs> or do it in a bowl. And it's at 320 Eastern, so adjust. So PM, right? 320 Eastern PM. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. On the 22nd. On the 2 And you have you have to do it at the exact moment. No, no, do it, you know, oh. kind of get there as it's as it's coming in, the egg will stand up. Whoa. And That's then as awesome. it goes across, oh, it's really cool. It's very cool. And it's very when I first learned this, I was working at control data in the 70s. And across out the, you know, we had this room of computers that we would all program in. And out the window, across the way, there was a plaza, and some guy had brought a couple dozen eggs, and he had stand, stood them all up, and they were all standing up, and all these people were watching, and I'm like, what, what is that? You know, because New York, there's always something to see. And, and then they all just went, and tipped over and started to roll. And I'm like, oh, that is so cool. Wow. And it's because the earth, is, you know, because the earth is tipped, which is why the eggs tip over. But at that particular moment, when the sun and earth are in alignment, they stand up. Okay. So it's very so cool. Was, and a lot of times the equinox is in the middle of the night, so you're not getting up. But today, it's at 3.20 p.m. On the, on the, on the 22nd, on the which is Wednesday. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure I have this right. So we, we put the eggs on a flat surface. They're actually... Like, do they actually stand up? On no, you hold, you hold them up. Okay. You hold them, you up. Hold them up. You put them up and then they just sit there. And you let them go and they're just yeah. going to sit there. They'll just sit there. And then eventually when the sun goes, they tip over and they go on their side again. Wow. So my, my daughter has an astronomy block at school right now. Oh. And so I'm going to tell the teacher about this because the, the, the kids can actually do it because it'll be when they're there at school. Mm -hmm. So brilliant. Okay. Very cool. Just so, do it on the floor. So the thing doesn't roll. I mean, if you, they're all doing it on their desk. It's going to roll on the desk and make the floor a mess. Right. So this <laughs> <laughs> should be really, but it's very cool. But that yeah, also right. that ingress also sets the tone for the fall. Right. So it's not just Libra. It's the tone for Libra Scorpio and uh, Sagittarius. So Teresa wants to know how long it stands. Like a minute or yeah, five, 10 minutes, something like that. Five, 10 yeah. minutes. Wow. That stays for a while. I mean, I've had it stay. We did it. I was at a dinner party once and we did it and it was there. It was there probably about 12 minutes and it shifted and I've done it myself. And, you know, it also depends, you know, cause sometimes you remember it at three twenty. you know? Right. And then, you know, and that's, uh, we're also a little higher on earth. You know, it also depends on where you are on earth. Right relative to the sun going over the equator too. Okay. So it, one it more works. time, it's September 22nd at 3.20 PM Eastern. Eastern. Okay. And that's, when the sun, that's when the sun goes. So started a little before that, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and then when the egg stands up and then let it stand and then you put your hands out and then it'll tip over and roll. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the key is the roll. <laughs> egg on the floor, not fun, but yeah. But do it on the floor or do it on a low surface where it's okay for it. Or even a bowl. You know, you can do it in a bowl. Right. Okay. Great. All right. So we have the, the sun going into Libra. Yes. And it's and the that, equinox. Uh, it's the equinox. And that marks the, the days and the nights being even. And then the, the days will get a sh minute shorter all the way to, to the solstice on the northern hemisphere. And in the southern hemisphere, the days get a little longer by a minute. Hmm. Because the, the sun has shifted from the top to the bottom of Earth, but that's the southern people are going into, uh, they're going into their summer, they're going into their spring, and we're going into our fall. 
Because okay. we experience it, you know, we experience the seasons differently based on Earth's tip. Right. Because he's tipped towards the sun and whoever gets the most sun has the season. Right. So, but yeah, as the sun, you know, it appears to go across the equator. We know we're going around the sun, but we're at that moment where it's perfectly balanced. So mm -hmm. it's very, it's very cool. The problem is uh, the Libra ingress has really crabby aspects. So that's the part we don't like about this ingress, because that just says to me, oh, it's not just a month of crabby, it's three months of crabby. And the answer is yes. Right. So when we look at the ingress chart, it has both both the summer, both the full moon and the ingress chart have Cassandra. So a lot of it is making prophecies and stuff that happen, don't happen. So there's and a lot, of course, Cassandra was not believed. So there's an energy inherent in this about not being believed for what you say. Mm. And what happens earlier in the day is Mercury in Libra comes in and squares Pluto and opposes Eris. Now, we've been watching Pluto and Eris fight for the last couple of years. And that's the contention that we have in the world that everybody's just... And remember... Uh, Mercury in Libra is answering to Venus in Scorpio. That's her ruler. Venus in Scorpio talks to Mars in Libra. Mars in Libra says, go back to talk to Venus in Scorpio. So that means Venus in Scorpio is kind of in charge. And, you know, she's tough. You know, she's, she's a tough, she's tough to have running the season. You know, I'm, I'm good with her for, for 21 days, but having her run the whole season, I'm like, oh, all right. So we be we need to be supplicating Venus and Scorpio. And you're going to watch. People are going to pull up stuff and possibly be badly behaved because Venus and Scorpio can be a little dark and a little, I'm going to sting you. So if you sting somebody, you should apologize. So if I've stung you, I apologize. If you've stung me, I accept your apology. You know, like you want to kind of be like, okay, I understand you're a little intense, we might sting each other. How do we work with it? You know, it's a sting. You know, it, you're like, but then you have to kind of go, okay, what, what is, what's Venus and Scorpio trying to accomplish with her passion? Hmm. Now, the part that makes me a little worried is because the world's such a mess already. I'm like, really? We got another, you know, but this, this T-square is very, very strong. So Mercury gets loaded up right before the ingress, and he's in the T-square for the chart. We also, it happens to be a moon in Aries day. So the moon in Aries is right there next to Aries, where in Pluto and opposite Mercury. So that just, moon in Aries, again, sharp talking, sharp cutting, communicating through words. Moon in Aries answers to Mars and Libra. Mars and Libra says, let me go ask Venus and Scorpio. Venus and Scorpio goes, handle it the way you will, Mars. And Mars goes, okay. Again, you know, Venus and Scorpio is weighing in on all communications and all actions. So all of you are getting a real, we're all going to get a real big lesson in Venus and Scorpio energy. But it is, it's a very interesting ingress chart because it's got this cross of energy in it that's very intense or this T-square of energy that's very intense, but also uh, hard. Hard, it's hard. It's just hard. But but it also is. Well, you know, and when, when I have these kind of energies coming at me, I'm always like, well, you know, all right, I had that experience. What am I supposed to learn from it? 
<laughs> and there was a great comedian, um, Craig Ferguson, and at the end he would have this little cackle. And what did we learn today? Because as this energy comes in, we're going to be coming to understand. Um, we're going to be coming to understand stuff. And so we can say something that inadvertently sets somebody off. Totally. Because we're saying what we think. And Venus in Scorpio, she just says it. And the person can be offended. But this is also a really big time because Mercury's also entering his shadow. He's in his shadow. He's doing this on purpose. Hmm. He's poking on purpose to bring stuff up that maybe needs to be discussed or handled in an, or or even handled in a different way. You know, it's it's a time and and the full moon amplifies that and it goes into Aries so it's saying, "Okay, you saw it. Now what do you want to do about it?" And watch where you've been asked that question in the last 2 weeks because as we were leading in, Mercury was having a lot of aspects and we also had Mars forming aspects to Neptune contra parallel below the surface. So stuff was going on and you were like, what is that? You know, or we're finding out stuff. So last week we found out that they were, you know, the joint chief of staff guy was talking to China, you know, and I'm like, wow, but you know, it makes sense. He would know who the joint chief of staff guy is. And I don't know it, but he would know it, but calling him and saying, Hey, we're not going to bomb you. I'm like, well, if we're bombing, weren't we supposed to, you know, like it's that kind of energy. It's a really weird energy. So I encourage everybody to take a deep breath and then go, okay, now what is this thing trying to teach me? Because Mercury in Libra is Socrates and he teaches through uh, judgment or he's Judge Judy. Mercury in Libra is Judge Judy, right? So Socrates, people fighting over the baby, he says, cut the baby in half. And the mother goes, no, 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 give her to her. And he goes, you're the real mother because <laughs> you didn't want to hurt the child, right? That's one version. Judge Judy, one of my favorite episodes with her is the dog episode. There's this cute little dog. This Two people have got the dog and the owner wants the dog back. And he's like, it's my dog. You know, They have it. I want the dog. And they tell the story where they got the dog. The owner's story, the current owner's story is not 100% clear. You know, the guy had bought the dog, whatever. And so she goes, bring in the dog. <laughs> and the dog comes in, put the dog down. The dog runs right over to the big guy. She goes, he's the owner of the dog. The dog decided, right? So Mercury is our animals. Now, this also is a big time for animals passing over, leaving, because animals are our avatars in the world, right? They are our, they are our daily routines. They're our habits, our routines. So we're going to see a lot of, you know, if you watch Facebook posts, a lot of pets taken off. Um, a lot of our daily routines, people quitting jobs, people getting fired, people getting laid off, people being told, you know, if you aren't complying with our requirements, you're going to have to be, you're going to have to leave. And then we see the anger, right? Here we have vaccinations in New York. You have to show your card. And we had the, we had a fight in front of a restaurant last week. So, you know, it, it, it's a contentious energy, but it's also like, well, what is it showing you? You know, what is it trying to get you to think about? And Mercury in Libra is a really tricky little guy because he goes, well, let me show it to you this way. And then you go, do you really believe that? And then Mercury in Libra goes, well, it could also be this. And you go, do you believe that? And then you have to go, what do I believe? Because that's the goal of Mercury in Libra. Like when Judge Judy did the bring in the dog, I'm like, oh, wow. 
and the dog decided. And she's like, the dog knows who he owns. Who The dog knows who its owner is. He gets the dog. Mm-hmm. And I think we want to kind of, with this Mercury retrograde until November 6th, we want to really be careful about sitting in judgment because we're going to be asked to judge, but we're going to want to explore the judgment and understand what actually really went on. You know, it's interesting. You know, if, if we need to watch the judgment and I, when I think about the word judgment, it's like, well, what is the higher form of judgment? Because if, if we're doing it naturally anyways, you know, kind of, it's more about discernment. It's like, okay, if this is what I see, and this is what, I, instead of judging it, it's more of a, this is a discernment about what's right for me or what's best for me or what's mm-hmm. best for what I'm accomplishing. It's, and then judgment is, is gone because it doesn't, you don't have to make the thing wrong or bad. You don't have to make the right. person wrong or bad. You don't have to make the situation wrong or bad. It's just this energy is here and mm-hmm. I'm here. And so I need to discern where, what is right and best for me. And so I think, you know, if, if someone asked, um, the question was, gosh, it got buried already, I think, but something about, you know, do, oh, uh, Nalani said, so this too shall pass, observe without judgment? No, asked- because it's asking you to make changes. Mm. It, it, it's, a, it's a little more active than that, right? Because ah, Mars yeah. is in Libra. And so he's saying to Venus, we'll tell him the story. And Venus tells him the story. And then Mars goes to you, okay, so what are you going to do? Mars and Libra is the lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. And I always tell this story. I had a very great lawyer when I had my computer business. And when I would periodically get into a little whatever with someone, he would go, so do you want to stay and fight or do you want to move on? And sometimes you were going to fight. And most times I would go, yeah, I'm, I'm a little annoyed, but I can, I can, hand, I can integrate this and move on. Mm-hmm. Other times you dig, you dig in and you take a stand. So it's mm-hmm. both. So I wouldn't say it's this too shall pass. I would say, is this where I want to put my stake in the ground? Ah, yes. You know, well, so I- it, and in some cases you may say, yeah, this too shall pass. In other cases you want to say, no, no, I got to, I got to do something about it. I got to dig in. Amy and both said- of them are right. Cause Venus yeah. and Scorpio is fixed and Mars and Libra is move on. So they're, they're asking you, they're inquiring and Mercury and Libra going, ha ha ha, your choice. Door number one, door number two. And remember when you watch those shows, you know, the price is right, pick the door. And you're always like, don't, don't trade the car in for the door. Other people are like, pick door number two. <laughs> Everybody's got their own perception of what you should pick. Hmm. And so this is where it comes down to personal choice. And it also comes down to all the, all the, all the outer planets are retrograde. And so they're all going, you know, well, how do you want to revise this? What do you want to do? You want to change it? Do you want to do something else? You want, you know, we're all getting at, and remember the fixed planets are getting dragged, kicking and screaming in December. So this is really for the fixed parts of our chart where we kind of dig in because the other parts of our chart go, all right, what do I want to do about this? Cause they're, they've already gone through their, what their vision is or what they're trying to, and again, we have, clumps of planets. So I did a reading with somebody the other day. She goes, all right, so this part of me has figured it out. I'm like, I showed her those. This part of me has taken action. I showed her those. I said, and this part of me is really resistant. And I said, well, that's this part here. You'll know in December. Hmm. So it, it, it's an evolution. You know, we all, all evolve at the same time. We don't all, you know, we were growing up in, <laughs> we were growing up. I remember 
eighth grade, you know, and then ninth grade, like the boys all came back and they'd all grown. You know, they all were like cute instead of these little weird. They were men. The girls all grew boobs in seventh and eighth grade and the boys grew in ninth. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) look at them. They've changed, you know, so we grow at different rates. Mm. And so, but we're all, you know, these, these aspects are making us grow. Mm. So we're being asked to really grow. Right. So it's not about, it's not about trying to write it out and not engage. It's not about trying to keep the peace in order to like, just keep it going. It's like, we need to dig in. We need to dig up. We need to go into these things. Um, Amy says, there's a lot in all caps of judgment going on these days. I think the opportunity there is to, is to also witness and dive into how you respond to feeling judged. Like, what does that bring up for you when, when you feel judged? How does that like rock your world or, or, you know, throw you off? And is there anything there for you to actually heal and, and grow from and learn from and evolve in? Because Mm -hmm. it's hard to feel misunderstood. It's hard to feel judged. It's hard to feel, you know, like someone, especially someone you care doesn't get you or doesn't see you. It's like, oh God, that hurts. Mm -hmm. And it's, I've always found in those opportunities, in those moments, it's like, that's an opportunity for me to just see myself, love myself, like have compassion for those parts of myself that I judge, you know, that where I don't come up exactly the way I want to. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, there's with Venus and Scorpio, it's, it's definitely going to be like juicy content and material mm-hmm. for us to work with in those darker hidden places that are being illuminated, especially with the full moon. So, mm-hmm, and they're mm-hmm. not being, they're not being illuminated to uh, punish us or to, to encourage us to stay stuck in those places. They're actually coming up for us to, to transform, to work with it, to alchemicalize it, to, to turn it into something different than what it was. So it's- And, ju- uh, and, and to defend judgment, judgment is a Saturn word, right? It is, Saturn says there are rules. There are things we can judge by. One of the reasons we do a jury system is 12 people have to agree in their judgment that you're guilty. I mean, we kind of gotten away with it with cancel culture, but when you go up for a crime, did you actually do it? People have to agree. Astrology is the art of judging, right? We look at a planet, we judge it to behave like this, in this way. And, but also when you're feeling judged, what's happening is your Saturn's being activated. When Mm -hmm. some, when you feel judged by someone, you need to look and see how your Saturn what they're doing to your Saturn, what your Saturn's issues are, because Saturn holds judgment in our chart and the houses he rules hold judgment. So he rules the Capricorn houses and the Aquarius houses. Do modern and do traditional rulers. Don't make Uranus rule Aquarius. Aquarians can be some of the most judgy people in the world. We love them, but they can be very judgy because they think they're right. And usually most of the time they are right. Mm-hmm. And I always open a reading with an Aquarian going, you know, you're always right. And they go, I know, but nobody believes me. <laughs> but I always say it to them because they are 99.9% of the time right. Do they get appreciated for it? No, <laughs> but they're right. So your Saturn is the judgment. And when someone is throwing their judgments at you, whether it's you're not good enough to do this, you're not smart enough to go to school, you're not, you know, no, Sam, I was watching something with the guy 
uh, Sam Waterston. He said, no one's going to hire you with that voice. And of course, that's what he's known for. So when people judge you, they're coming from their Saturn towards yours, but your Saturn is re reacting, vibrating. They're landing on your Saturn somewhere. So your job then is to say, okay, you just woke up my Saturn because I'm feeling judged by you. Do you have, do I agree with your judgment? Because sometimes they're right. And then do I not agree with it? No, I don't. What, what you have to kind of go through a process with Saturn, but the issue with Saturn is he also makes us feel shame, humiliated, humbled, blamed. He's got all these other words associated with him. So when judgment happens and we're feeling judged, those other things pop up and you have to look and go, am I really that? And wherever we're, wherever Saturn is in our chart, he always asks us to be a little humble. He asks us to say, you know, you're in this sign, but be humble. I have Saturn in Scorpio in the eighth. So when I do a reading with someone, I'm very, and they always, oh, it, it was astrology. It wasn't me. I'm reading your chart, but I, I bow to the, I'm humble to astrology as the judger or the, the determiner of saying what I think. You live the experience what do you think? And and how do you experience it? Because I'm not in your shoes. I'm not walking your path. I don't know your story. I just can look at your chart and see what your soul, you know, said it wanted to accomplish with this particular planetary alignments, but then you're in charge of how you did it. I'm not in charge of that part. And so there was a question, I'm on a board of OPA, and it was a question like, what do you do when people don't want to accept your accept your uh, help, help, they won't want to change because you told them to change. And I'm like, well, we're not in charge of their changing. You know, you've had that, you know, I want them to change. Michelle Obama wrote a whole book about it. You know, I went, I want Obama to change, I want Barack to change. And they said to her, he's not going to change. You got to change. And we often say that I want them to change. It's like, no, they're going to be who they are. You picked them for a reason. You can change. They can't. And so this, this whole energy is who who's in charge, who can change, what happens when we change or we don't change or when we feel a lot of times when we feel judged, we come out fighting or we feel mad or, or we feel humiliated or whatever, you know, whatever our anxious thing is, is our Saturn. Hmm. And that's our judgment planet. So I always look when someone says they're feeling judged, I always look to see what what that Saturn energy is. All right, Anne. So we have a lot of uh, ingress energy. We have the equinox. We have the full moon. What else do we have going on this week? Vesta going into Scorpio. We have Mercury causing a big fight on the 22nd, too. On the 22nd. Yeah, because he's going in. He's he's in. Mercury's in Libra. He's answering to Venus in Scorpio, answering to Mars, answering to Venus. He's coming in swinging. Hmm. Because he's he's um, he's squaring Pluto and he's opposite Eris. So he is in that setup for the whole hopefully only a month, but it could be the whole three months. And it really is, you know, so when the contention happens or when the judgment happens or when you're feeling, you know, I feel like singing raindrops and roses when you're feeling blue, you know, um, and that's the song we should do raindrops yes. and roses, because when you're feeling, when the dog bites, when the, you know, that whole story. Um, but our job is to kind of go, okay, this is a mirror. Libras are mirrors. They reflect back to you. They're a tennis ball. They You hit the ball over, they hit it back. So you want to put the racket down. You want to say, I don't want to play that game anymore. I want to do something else. Or I'll play that game, but we're going to change how we play it. Yeah. Because I want to do it this way. You know, when I was younger, I had a, I played tennis with four women and there were six of us. So we rotated, right? So we weren't, weren't playing every week. 
and we played volleys. We went and hit and we played and we talked and we played and we talked and it was very social. And then we go out for dinner. So my friend Carol <laughs> went and played with her husband, Paul, and he's like, kill her. And then kill her. She's like, what are you doing? He goes, we're playing tennis. She goes, this is not how we play tennis. And, you know, and she said something to me. I said, Carol, this the way he's playing tennis is how you play tennis. What we do is not tennis. What we do is four women getting together and batting the ball around and going out for dinner. <laughs> and on occasional, we win a point. Right? But <laughs> what Paul is doing is how tennis is played. Oh, God. She was like, I don't like it. I said, well, that's why you're playing with us. Don't play tennis with him. Because he, you know, he's winning the points. That's what I, I. And she was like, it's obnoxious, Anne. I'm like, it's what tennis is. <laughs> and so for her, it was running around hitting the ball. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it was volley. She said to him, I liked volley. He goes, volley? You don't volley. You hit the ball to win. So, you know, you have to understand same game, different in reality. Your job is to query the reality with these these aspects. Query the reality. What would be the question that we ask? What is it? So if we're querying, we go the reality. You know, this is how you play tennis. That's not how I play tennis. So when she came to me, I'm like, well, the way he plays tennis is really how, what we're doing is not really tennis. I mean, <laughs> so we're having fun. So it's like what game could we use tennis rackets? Yeah, but it's not tennis, right? So what game do you want to play? What game do you not want to play? And mm-hmm. and making those kind of questions. Or and making the questions. making the rules of the game, too. Okay. Right. right. So yeah. when I would be at the net, I was really good at the net, and I'd do a quick and win the point. You know, it wasn't necessarily appreciated by the other women. <laughs> but I have, I have a very competitive chart, so I like to get that last. But I also was, we're not, we're not really playing tennis. We're just chatting and hitting the ball. Right. You're just, it's yeah. social hour. Yeah. You're having yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah. it's understanding, you know, but when I would play, I would go and play doubles, you know, they did mixed doubles, like as a single mixer thing. Mm-hmm. They liked me on their team. Cause I would really get like, went. but I didn't do it with those, those women because that was not, that was not. And when I did do it, it was considered bad behavior and I was judged for it. <laughs> Right, and that's okay. That that wasn't the game they were playing. They were just the game they were playing. They wanted to just hit the ball. They didn't want to, you know. And every now and then, go out of bounds, and you get a point. You know, it wasn't was hitting the ball and talking and running a little, and you know. (laughs) But it wasn't tennis. I mean, it wasn't tennis like at the U.S. Open. You know, which is yeah, yeah. Okay, so we have on so this Wednesday, this the twenty second, sounds like a big, huge day. For whatever comes up that day, would you say that that's again content for this this autumn like season? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the thing, so the things that are up that are happening in your life are things that you're going to be working through for the next three months. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what's the theme for the week? I think the theme for the week is don't take it personally. Oh, that's a good one. Don't take it personally. They're... Another one we need to write in lipstick on the on the wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Don't take it personally. It's understanding that everybody's trying to figure out what their rules are, what their rules of engagement are. You know, so when we had Millie call the general, I'm like, really? You called the general? Okay. But you said we weren't going to bomb them. And we'd call them if we were going to bomb them. Is that? You know, I mean, it, the rule. what are the rules of engagement? And then once you figure out what they are, don't take it personally. Understand that's how they're playing their game. Mm. And then you can decide how you want to play the game with them, right? 
or if you want to play the game with them. Or if you want to play the game. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So what are your rules of engagement? Don't take it personally. And what about the intensity scale? She said very high in a whisper. Like we couldn't, it's like she didn't want us to know. Very high. <laughs> very high. And you know what it is, is everybody's really tired. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's a lot of things that are happening that we don't have control over. And so it's kind of a, like, I'm done here. I, I just can't do it a second longer. I'm leaving. There's a lot of that in the air. Mars and Mars and Venus and, you know, mutual reset. Mars and Libra goes, I'm just done. I don't want to play anymore. I'm putting my game down and leaving. So I was skiing one time with a friend in in, Alt, in Alta and Snowbird in, in Utah. And she wanted to play Monopoly. It was just the two of us. We were playing Monopoly. And she got a whole bunch of hotels on Park Place and Boardwalk. And we get, you know, she's like, okay, now you have to, now you have to ransom your railroads and you have to do this. And I'm like, I declare bankruptcy. Let's go get, let's go to the barn and get a drink. She's like, what? She said, I'm, I'm done. You won. I quit. Let's go. What? You have to sell everything. You have to give me your railroads. You have to, I said, no, I'm done. You won. She was so mad at me. <laughs> but I was like, I watched her go, ha, ha, ha. Now you're going to have to mortgage your properties. And I thought, I'm not playing this game. You're going to win. I might just declare bankruptcy. Let's go get a cocktail and have a good time. I, you yeah. won. I'm not going to fight with you. I just give it to you. Oh, you're done. I'm gone. We're good. That There's reminds no me of one. Madeline and Sophia, my two daughters. Every wow. time they're playing like Catan or one of those games, it's like it gets so competitive. It's hilarious. But yeah, so we're that's where we're at. Yeah, all week, all month, all year, the rest of the year, the next three months till December. Hopefully not. Hopefully not the whole, the whole, hopefully once this planets start to go direct, we get out of this quagmire energy we're in, but it is, people are really at their last legs. And so you may be like, I got to quit. I can't do that. So, Anne, mm -hmm. would, would you say that this is though, cause we've talked a lot about these cycles within cycles, right? So would you say that whatever decisions you're making right now and those places where you're like, okay, I need to change this or I need to move on from this, whatever it is, that it is making space for the new direction that you're going. So those things that we, you know, when we were having this show in the beginning of the year and everybody was visioning what, what their next 20 years is going to look like, mm -hmm. these are the times where we're making the decisions that are setting that path in motion. And it actually already is set in motion because you already mm -hmm. put the intention out there. I mean, right. you already like, you already set the, tone with what it is that you wanted to go towards, but now it's the time to actually be taking the actions and doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You also said that all, this whole year we were going to be learning how to fly and like, you know, course correcting and figuring out how to use these wings. And it, it could be a little unelegant at times. And we may be judging ourselves for not being able to know how to fly yet but that we're in an entirely new realm. Mm -hmm. And so right now we're learning how to fly. Mm -hmm. And so be, be kind to yourself, but also you may go, I, I don't want to play. I don't want to play with them anymore. Now I will say to you, Mercury is in its shadow. So we still have two more big parts. So whatever news you got, you know, since he went into his shadow, which was the Tuesday, like the 11th or the 12th, that whatever that was when he entered his shadow, when he was at 10 Libra, all that stuff that's happened the last couple of weeks is information for you, but it's not decided for you yet. Mm -hmm. When he goes retrograde next week on the 27th for 21 days, that's when you're going to be asked, how do you want to revise what you've been doing? Change it, shift it, you know, move it in a new way. 
And then when he goes direct, he goes, okay, are you happy with those changes or you want to shift them in again? And so there's a few, there's some choice points. So the other part of it is, and this is important because a lot of times people are like, I'm done. I'm breaking up with you. I'm leaving. It's Mercury retrograde. Yeah, they're not really leaving. You still, you still have to have a relationship with them through Mercury getting out of Libra, which is uh, November 7th. So you're not done yet, but you are looking at it and making new decisions about how you're going to think. And of course, when we think differently, then we make different choices. We make different assessments. We judge things differently, positive or negative, but we look at them and we go, okay. And if we're feeling judged, our job is to go, okay, I'm feeling judged. Does that person have the right to judge me? Is it any of their business what my choices are? And if it is fine, if it isn't fine, you know, again, both are options, but you know, when you're hearing judgment from folks, you want to kind of go, okay, you know, what's that saying from the Bible, you know, are you, is your glass, per, is your house perfect? No. So it's understanding, it's understanding when we're sitting in the middle of it, that we don't have enough information yet. Judge Judy didn't know who was telling the story. The dog told her who was right. So you want to look for the dog. They like somebody or they don't. The dog comes in and is happy. Dog comes, you know, you know, dogs, the dog judges. Let the dog judge. Okay. So not enough information yet. Those places where things are up and you're maybe feeling confused or you're not sure on the path forward, you can just kind of relax knowing that more information will come. It will be clear. It's not clear right now. That's okay. It's not really meant to be totally clear in this moment. And too, much Nep that too much Neptune, too much Neptune. People yeah. are crazy. Yeah. Way too much Neptune. So you just have to wait till the Neptune. You're driving in a fog. You don't have clarity yet. So calm yeah. down till Neptune Neptune gives you the clarity. Driving in the fog, turn on some great music and just. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Totally. And yes. drive slowly because it's a fog because the other guy's in a fog too. Right. Drive slowly. Okay. So this week we have our Pisces full moon. It's quickly followed by a void moon. That's today, right? That's yeah. Monday. Okay. Um, this we also have a Vesta moving into Scorpio, which where Vesta will be until November 17th, yep. which mm -hmm. is giving us this energy behind clearing out the house, which mm -hmm. I always think could be physical and metaphorical, right? Mm -hmm. We could be cleaning out our own house, letting go mm -hmm. of our own baggage, our own internal things we've been holding on for way too long. It's time right. to let those things go. We have Libra going into, I mean, sorry, we have Sun going into Libra on Wednesday. Again, we've talked a lot about this. Do your little egg trick. If you, if you, if you're catching this. Really cool. Yeah. If you missed that part where we talked about the egg, go back to the beginning because it's really cool. I think we should all do it and report. Everybody should do their egg thing. Yeah. Yeah. It allows you to see balance. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And we have crabby aspects. So basically what you're saying is that the energy that we have on that equinox is setting the tone for the next three months and right. that it's, it's, it's tumultuous. It's kind of, you know, it doesn't have that like peaceful vibe with it. And so there's going to be a lot of things that are coming up that we're going to need to be working through. And then um, you also said Cassandra's there. So Cassandra Cassandra's is very active. So remember she, Apollo was in love with her and she didn't love him. So he taught her divination. And then he said to her, Okay, I taught you how to, but you didn't love me back. So nobody's going to believe what you say. So that's the other thing is you're going to feel like you say it to someone and they don't believe you. 
Hmm. And then you have to work with it. And there's two more, which we didn't cover, which I'll throw in now. Venus in Scorpio is opposite Uranus and Taurus. That's on the 23rd, the day after the ingress. And remember, Tor Uranus and Taurus is answering to Venus and Scorpio. So they're, it's like two Scorpios going like this. And, you know, hmm. they get like that. They butt their heads. And then later in the week on the 25th, Mars, Mars in Libra is trying Saturn in Aquarius. So that's that's going to happen on the 25th. And it's going to say, OK, based on all this stuff, this is the path I'm going to lead or the path I'm going to follow. And so watching for invitations. This is a big week for invitations, because a lot of times when you have these energies, the um, the chart invites us to take a take a pause, take a pulse and to kind of go, OK, like, is there anything I can do about this? No. What do I do? Well, you can't do anything about it, right? Right. So just don't do anything. Mm. And we do have this, I have to do something, I have to do something, I have to do something. Mm -hmm. And we can't do anything about it. So we have to kind of go through the process of not being able to do anything about it. And then kind of observing where we are in that process. And what, what is our reaction to not being able to do things? Yes. There's, a, there's a very blocked kind of energy in the sky right now. Well, and I find sometimes when when I am really trying to fix something, like mm -hmm. I want to fix it, I, I, it needs to be fixed right now. Mm -hmm. It's because I'm avoiding the discomfort that the unresolved situation is bringing up in me. And so there's this like, I need to take action and do something to fix this thing. But really, I need to just sit in the discomfort and like mm -hmm. mine for the gold in that discomfort. And if I can do that, then the answer and what I need to do will be so much more clear mm -hmm. and coming from a different place, like from a, coming from a much more grounded place of knowing what's what is the right next thing. But that like real um, kind of frenetic, like I just need to fix this. I just, you know, that never really results in the outcome we want anyways. Back to the woman who wrote this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, they're cardinal planets, so they feel like they have to do something. You know, right. they, they feel like they have to. And, and so you have to go, can you? You know, and, and in that place of feeling you have to, sometimes you're so frantic, you're not looking and going, you know, is this going to matter in two years, five years, 10 years? And, and a lot of times this too shall pass. It isn't. But we're feeling like it. we have to do something. And if we can do something, definitely do it. Mm -hmm. But if we can't, observe it because this is this is part one of a three-part story so you don't have all the information you need to make the decision yet mm. right you're you don't you don't have the, the all the information you need to make the decision about what you want to do about it mm. better way to say it yeah okay. and so living through it to the point this too shall pass as i live through it the storm passes and then we have the new day so but we're in a storm through no through november 7th of storm of information, storm of, oh, uh, you know, and, and just trust that you're getting the information you need, even if it doesn't feel quite right. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's wow. the hard part. It doesn't feel quite right. So we're feeling like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. And Venus and Scorpio goes, what are you going to do? Right. Can you control that? And you go, no. Well, do you want to try and control it? You know, it's uh, like, that's Venus, right? She's like, right. And so, I mean, other times she says, you know, you can control that, right? And you go, but you want to always listen to her with a little bit of a jaded ear because she's not always going to give you good advice. 
she's going to give you advice that's a little more provocative hmm. to start a fight. Hmm. And you want to kind of go, oh, you're trying to fight with me. Okay, I, I get it. I hear you. I have to think about what I want to do about that and then decide. And I think that's the that's where the pause is helpful. Yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so question when when the things come up, we are asking the question, what am I supposed to learn from that? So the poking is purposeful. And the question is, what am I supposed to learn from that? Yeah. Um, you saw it. Now what do you want to do about it? Yeah. We have um and can you do anything about it? And can you do anything about that? There you go. Okay, then we have uh, <laughs> listen to the song Raindrops and Roses. <laughs> or Anne When the dog bites, yes. when the bee stings, <laughs> when I'm feeling bad, I simply remember my favorite things. And then I'm not so sad. Yay! <laughs> my my uh, my non-opera career. <laughs> Good. Everyone As my boss you. once said to me, Anne, Obviously, you didn't use the money your mother gave you for singing lessons. <laughs> you actually do have a really nice voice. I, I have a nice voice, it. but yeah. yeah, it's not it's not a um, it's not a particularly know. trained voice. <laughs> in that particular situation, I had on earbuds and I was singing "Sailing, Sailing Away," the Christopher Cross song. Uh -huh. we're, in, yeah. we're on an office trip in the middle of New York Harbor with a sailboat called Calypso, and I'm singing, and he reaches over and he taps me and he goes. I go, he goes, take off your earring. <laughs> You're not a good singer. Well, he was a sag, you know, he tells you the, like it is. What did, what did you do with the money from the singing lessons? And I said, I never had singing lessons. He goes, I know, <laughs> don't sing. <laughs> but what it was, was I couldn't hear that I was off because I could hear the music, but I was just yeah. singing. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's one of those judgments that I know. You know I still really think. internalize. I'm glad you still think <laughs> because sometimes people hear a judgment like that and think of all the different areas of life where we get told you're not good at that or mm -hmm. that's not for you. Mm -hmm. And then we shut it down. But yeah. singing brings you so much joy and it brings mm -hmm. us so much joy. So I'm glad you don't listen. Okay. <laughs> he, was a great, okay. he was a great manager, though. I do want to, even though he didn't like my singing. He did. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. So, not enough information yet. You're going to have more information down. Decide where you want to put the, decide where you want to put the racket down, mm. where you want to play, where you want to change the rules. Or you Remember just want, that, you don't want to play Monopoly. You want to go get a drink. Totally. You know, like, yeah. done, I'm done. Yeah. You won. I'm done. Yeah. We're not fighting. And then, uh, where you're driving in the fog. So, just mm -hmm. again, be compassionate with yourself, go slow. Be compassionate with others. They're also in a fog. More information is being revealed. Just sit in the fog. I mean, and, and, and this trying, again, trying to know everything. See what in you is uncomfortable not knowing. And maybe just sit in not knowing. I remember this one friend I had when I was going through my divorce. And I was like, I just feel so lonely. I feel so lonely. And she goes, feel lonely. Feel it as deeply as you could possibly feel it. Like make love to lonely, you know? And I was like, whoa, whoa. I, I That's mean, a concept. I'm I not sure I like to do that. <laughs> but, but it was when I just allowed myself to really feel it, like as deep as I could feel it, like cry till my eyeball, eyeballs felt like they were going to fall out, mm -hmm. that I actually found peace under there. I actually found like... There, there was, there's peace. There was a, a fullness, a wholeness. 
So I think with all these things that we're uncomfortable with right now, instead of trying to run away from them, instead of trying to not feel them, it's like, no, just feel it as like deeply as you can feel it. Welcome it and see what that does, because it's it's quite magical, actually, uh, that that process. And I think that's that's very alchemical. In, in, and we have the technology within us to alchemicalize these things through our bodies, but we have to feel it. If we don't feel it, we don't get the gold from it. Right. So, uh, totally so much good totally stuff. I mean, this is not boring. Like life is it's definitely not boring. It's not going to be a boring week. It's not going to be boring. Yeah. Well, pace yourselves, people. Pace yourselves. Yes. Yes. And sing raindrops on roses when it gets bad, you know? <laughs> exactly. Just remember all the kids hopping on the bed with Maria when the storm the storm was going right, and they all hopped. They all pulled out. They they all jumped in the bed. It was like, yeah, thunderstorm. You know, it's okay. You'll be all right. Totally. All right. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you Welcome. for sharing your wisdom and your mm -hmm. perspective of the stars and what mm -hmm. they are inviting us to to work with in our own lives, mm -hmm. and how they're inviting us to grow, and how they're mm -hmm. inviting us to remember who we are which is so much of what astrology does. It's like, yeah. here's your map. Here's, you know, here's the, the places you'll be exploring. Remember who you are on this journey. And we're doing it and we're in it. All that's, of you all, are, that's all we can do, right? Yep. I mean, and that's all of it. you are gamers. You're gamers. You're here and you want to more and you care and you want to do it as best as you can. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. thank you for that. Like, thank you so much for being here, for allowing us to share this space with you. And um, thanks all of you for tuning in and have a great week. And happy thank anniversary, you. Amanda. And happy anniversary. <laughs> you know, I feel like I, I should have a gift. And happy anniversary to Jamie behind the scenes. Yes. Third. Jamie, you want to come out and just say hi to everybody? Oh, my gosh, Jamie. Because she's, she's the magic behind the screens. There's our third. Jamie. 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 <laughs> Happy anniversary. This is, the, this is the triangle that brings you the podcast, this podcast every week. Our, yes. The three of us have been meeting together for 18 months, right? Yeah. yeah. Long time. And we, um, we have the best grounding process before we even come on live where we, we envision all of you and we think of you joining and we like wrap our astrology hug around you and your mm -hmm. hearts. And mm -hmm. we always get really clear on our, on our intention for this time that we share with you. And Anne brings in the directions and it's, it's, it's a really powerful thing that someday would be awesome to share with them. Anybody yeah, who I'm, wants I'm it. good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm easy yeah. to do it. Yeah. Okay. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being Bye, here. Bye everybody. For Happy anniversary to you guys too. Cause you've been yeah. joining us. Right? Yes, exactly. Yep. Thank you for making astrology a part of your life. We'll catch you on the next episode. Okay. Take care. Everybody. Bye. Bye.